Okay, let's do it. Phil, bring us in. Can you fucking... Yeah, Phil is not exactly super psyched about this episode, which apparently is, is my fault because I have not given much of a structure to this. It's a theme episode. What it is, is summer movies and or tentpole movies that were supposed to be big, that were not, and why we like them. Oh, all right. <laughs> because there are tons of movies like that. Like, um, Cutthroat Island is like a great example, yes. right? This was supposed to be a $100 million movie. Well, it was. Well, it was a hundred million, but it was supposed to make like you know bucket loads of money. I mean, and it didn't. Who would look at it and go, "We've got Rennie Harlan, Tina Davis, and Matthew, Matthew Modine, Modine, and Frank Langella. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be the biggest movie of all time." No, see, this is it's midsummer. It's um sort of like all the the big tent pole pictures are coming out, yeah. uh, and. I wanted to do an episode about movies that very much missed the mark. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it doesn't have to be like a complete overview of every movie in the world that didn't make it. But I'm saying that movies that we've seen that have not necessarily lived up to the hype. Okay. Okay? And I will start with Cutthroat Island. I think Cutthroat Island is one of the cheesiest, like, weirdest, like, not great movies I've ever seen. It looks great. They put the money on film. Well, they certainly didn't have anybody's paycheck to pay. Right. Gina Davis was doing it for Rennie Arlen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthew Modine she was She got do- paid later. Yeah, you know what I'm room. saying? Yeah. <laughs> on location, if you know what I'm saying. We didn't um, need the sound yeah, effects. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, fine. But so Matthew Modine was doing it to be on a fucking film screen once again. I know. He's like, oh my God. Really? I swear to God. The, the, the conversation with his agent must have been like, Matthew, you've been cast in Cutthroat Island's $100 million movie. And I swear to God, his reaction must have been like, really? <laughs> um, Why would they do that? What? Really? <laughs> so anyway, nobody remembers my name. Yeah, nobody so, in the movie going public does. Well, and it goes along with the theme of the the episode, which is like these big bombs that were like supposed to be big, mm. and they built up all this hype for it. And there's one that maybe I'll bring up next, which is a really big example of this, which we've talked about before on the podcast, uh-huh. but. Cutthroat Island, I'm not really sure why they felt like pirates. Uh, <laughs> like an old-fashioned pirate they, movie. They got to the party early, right? Well, I mean, yeah. There's, there's um, you a know, few, Pirates few, of the Caribbean. A few years later, yeah, Johnny Depp made bajillions of dollars. <laughs> right. But the thing was, is it's an old-fashioned pirate it's movie. A it's yard, yard, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's not any ghosts or... Or weirdness or like, uh, you know, Krakens or whatever. Exactly. It's just, yeah, where be my gold? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Frank Langella, arr, I have a serenity sword. He literally goes, arr, a few times. I know, yeah. 
Frank Ligella is the best. He really is. <laughs> he's underappreciated. Well, for a lot of people, I think that he's one of those guys. Yes. You know what I mean? He's just and Frank. they go, I know that guy. <laughs> Cutthroat Island. Yeah, that guy. He blew up the ship. That now, ship explosion was actually very well done. Exactly. I will say that. Yes, it was. Um, what was I going to say? No, I will say that despite all its decrepitude, I have always... <laughs> decrepitude! I, I love it. I have always enjoyed Cutthroat Island. It's so cheesy that it works. It, you know, it meanders into so bad. Oh my cool. god, I don't... You know what the funny thing is, though? Is that I really, to this day, still can't decide... If it's so bad, it's good, or if it's just bad, because there's stuff that I enjoy, but then every once in a while, like it'll pop up on cable or something, and I'll start watching it, like ah yeah, this will be fun, and then I just cringe sometimes. I'm just like, oh really? <laughs> Come I, on. I don't know. It's it's one of those borderline ones for me. No, I think it's definitely so bad it's good. Okay, well, um. Okay, so now here's one that's so bad it's bad. Oh. Which was supposed to be a big giant hit. Yes. Which I think it did make some money, but it was just awful. Uh -huh. Was Gojira. Oh, wait. Godzilla. Godzilla. We've talked about this before on the podcast somewhat, but I am putting this in the category of not so bad it's good, but so bad it's bad. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, it's just terrible. It's pretty bad. And, I mean, there's so many ways for me to say how bad it is. But, <laughs> I think the thing that stands out the most is that they tried to make it into Jurassic Park. I mean, it's Godzilla. Yeah. It's not... The little baby Godzillas were a bit obvious. Yeah, you think? I mean, they didn't look anything like the raptors, did they? Not at all. No, there's no similarities <laughs> there. Not a one, sir. I know. And you know what? I remember when this movie came out, I was so looking forward to this you movie. You were really excited. I was, like, really excited about this movie. I'm like, Phil... This is going to be the best movie ever, and blah, blah, blah. And then when it came out, I went, oh, my God. Yeah, it's yeah. like... You made it, me go to the midnight show with all those fucking crazy people. <laughs> chanting Godzilla, uh, Godzilla. Uh. Hey, I didn't know it would suck. I was thinking it was going to be... It's a Roland Emmerich picture. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it wasn't... Name me one good movie the guy's made. I cannot do that, okay. sir. Okay. I would have accepted Stargate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> actually, yeah. You know what? Stargate wasn't bad, actually. Um, but honestly, like, I was so excited. I was like, Godzilla, it's the best, you know, because I have loved Godzilla. In fact, I stole your VHS copy of Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, yeah, yeah. and I still have it to this day. <laughs> I was always a Gamera man myself. Oh, the flying turtle that yes, spins around? Yeah. Come on. Oh, come on. How Gamera is much cooler. Gamera loves the children. <laughs> and then he'd shoot flames out of his shell when he flew. It was awesome. Yeah, it was like a... It was like, a lot cooler than some guy going like this through Tokyo. Well, listeners can't really see that. Oh, but, all, right, okay. all right. You know, stomping back and forth. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that, but honestly, I was like, they're going to make a Godzilla movie like with, you know, $150 million. This is going to rock. And I'm like, wow. That totally didn't rock at all. 
I know. So, yeah. I don't know. If you're going to make Godzilla, they should have, I think, gone more in the, uh, like, a cheesier way than what they did. Like, I think well, a lot of people would have been expecting that. Yeah. You know what I thought was that they either needed, they either needed to make it more cheesy or less cheesy. Yeah. They tried to make it somewhat somewhat cheesy by like <laughs> naming the mayor Ebert and whatever and Well that was like personal vendetta or something. Well sure, but I mean it was like this sort of in joke. Oh hey, I I noticed that, whatever. Yeah. And uh but it was just bad jokes. I mean it wasn't even yeah like you know, it wasn't even good stuff that yeah. they were doing. You know I'll I'll take Cloverfield any day. Oh sure. Well, J.J. Abrams said that he he wanted to make uh, an American, American Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. which had like weird arms and dropped its babies out of its butthole or whatever it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. that was my first one. I gotcha. That was that was your first wife. Is that what you just said? I said that was my first one that I got you with. Oh, okay. Made you laugh. Yeah, I know that. What I said was a joke. Um. Okay, resetting. Mm. Yeah. You know what somebody mentioned to me that they were watching today, yeah. in fact? Uh-huh. Was Howard the Duck. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Jeff Jones, Tim Robbins, can't beat it. Oh, my God. Talk about a fucking... Who's like, the lead? Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah. And she fucks Howard the Duck in that movie. I don't think so. Yes, she does. She does. Hmm. She does. This this does not match my childhood recollection. <laughs> I know, right? It's like <laughs> I'm destroying your childhood right now. I mean, I know the first time we meet Howard the Duck, he's like masturbating, but yeah, know. no, she fucks Howard the Duck. I'm like, wow. Um, you really like, you know, I've gone without a girlfriend for a long time, Aww. but. I wouldn't be like... Oh. I wouldn't be like Leah Thompson. Oh! <laughs> zing! Philia got me! <laughs> Leah Thompson? I mean, come on. Caroline God. in the city? Really? You worked in that crooked building? What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> Phil, that was that was good. I just have to give credit where credit is due. Indeed. That was good. Yes. Um, so anyway... I don't think I'd ever be hard up enough to uh, fuck a duck. <laughs> Fair enough. Yay, you uh, know I'll, what? I'll take that, yeah. But you know what the funny thing was is that... <laughs> okay, moving forward. The <laughs> Phil's had it with me already. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, my God, really? Yeah. But, like, the... Um, the poster had the quote on it was trapped in a world he never made. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. I know. Right. Because it's like, we're all trapped in a world we didn't make, but that was the, that was the poster. Sure. I looked it up. Okay. He was stolen from his duck world by the, whatever Jeff Jones <laughs> and his like massive death row. <laughs> from uh, from the planet from Mom and Dad Save the World. Yes, exactly. Spango. Spango. Why could I not remember that? 
<laughs> I just, because you're I'm really retired. off your game. I apparently this is like this is like we should just call this "We're Off Our Game" podcast <laughs> because I can't remember shit, and I don't know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, okay, going back to summer movies that didn't necessarily pan out. There's a wide variety there. Okay, well, give me one. I know that was my this is like before the, we got on here. I know this is like the least rehearsal we've ever done on a podcast, except for maybe because well, you, you call me up earlier today, like, "Hey, summer movies." I'm like, "What?" I know, but you know what? It's not my fault that you can't wrap your brain around that, Phil. Ooh. Oh boy, Phil's. Uh, I'm gonna clen- go read a book, people. Phil's clenching his fist right now. No, I mean. There's there's tons of summer movies that like were supposed to be big that didn't like I mean even take for example Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. I mean I think um, those were vaguely successful obviously but um, certainly not creatively successful. <laughs> really, not so much. Not so much. Joel Schumacher took that series in an interesting direction. You know, what's funny to me is that, like, at the time when Batman and Robin came out, it was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but it may have been the most expensive movie ever made. Almost. I Waterworld still had the, held the title at that time. Okay, so at least the second most expensive correct. movie ever made. And what they spent the money on was... Um, Batman and Robin having ice skates in their boots, and Arnold Schwarzenegger making really, really, really stupid jokes. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I Arnold Schwarzenegger and his stupid jokes are my favorite part of that fucking movie. Well, <laughs> you know, he's a Batman boot. Yeah, God, <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it's like. Singing the ice cream song. Yeah, oh my god. Chill. I mean, come on. Everything freezes. I love how you can roll your tongue. I can't do that. But, um, (laughs) it's like, how do you spend $200 million on that turd? I mean, really? Because they were making a Batman movie. But I that's mean, there were sets the size of my block. You yeah, know? you're right. There, you're right. You're exactly right. It's like you make a set that you're going to use one time mm-hmm. that's like the size of a city block and then go, okay, now we're done. Let's build <laughs> another one. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, Schwarzenegger, you got your line in? All right, cool. <laughs> See ya. Where's your $6 million suit? Yeah, right? God. They probably had real diamonds as the diamonds that powered his suit or some gotcha, shit. God. You know. <laughs> but um, the thing was, though, about that movie that I really, really, really hated yeah. was that it seemed to me, and, you know, Batman Forever, they sort of seemed like they were they cared a little bit about the movie. <clears throat> it went in this really super comic-y Right, like that was neon direction. That was kind of uh, the interesting thing about Batman Forever was, you know, there were definite, like, you could look at it and see that he was trying to make uh, comic book stills out of his, right. his shots and stuff. But, uh, yeah, in the second one, he's like, motherfucker, I, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
No, Ge- I just George just run around and like fast thing. <laughs> George, <laughs> uh, you know, if you smile when you're talking to your dying butler, that's okay. <laughs> because I mean, honestly, that movie seemed like it was the most money thrown at a movie that nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. So you you're yawning. You don't even care about it in just discussion. Exactly. But no, it, oh, I was I, so know, upset about that movie. Yeah, yeah. My my answer to what I most hate about that movie is e- much easier. Her, her name is Uma Thurman. <laughs> Actually, you know what? And this is going to sound really, really, really like transparent or shallow or whatever you want to say. Okay, that's your forte. Go ahead. Okay. Shut up. Damn it. <laughs> Our listeners deserve better. Than- well, then I need a new co-host. Well, Spider's right here. <laughs> hey. hey. No, but you know what? I will say this. <clears throat> Honestly, that is the best that Uma Thurman has looked to me. <laughs> like, that whole, like, green uh, tights and, like, underwear thing. Sure. Worked for me. I'm like, I'm not right. surprised. <laughs> Real, well, you know me pretty well. <laughs> I'm not a hard guy to please in that department. Exactly. But, you know, that worked for me. You know, you know the, the underwear and push-up bra. I'll be okay with that. Exactly. And then they had to take a perfectly good thing like some girl in her underwear and make it into some stupid-ass joke where Batman and Robin pull out their credit cards. Really? Who's that bill to? Batman? I mean, really? <laughs> Who has Batman's address? Oh my Good god. Point. Like really? And I and Amos put on his logic cap. Hey. As we were so Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently discussed. I went right from buttocks to logic. Yeah. It's not easy to do, Phil. <laughs> yes. But like really? Where does the bill go? To Batman? He's got a P.O. box. I don't know. And then the other one, and the other one that really killed me was that Batman had a better credit card than Robin. It's like they had a fucking like in their computer at Amex or wherever it was. They're like, well, it's Robin, so he's good, but Batman is actually better. So we'll just hope that like we get the credit card ratings. Uh, you know, right, or whatever. I'm like, really? That was like the most retarded thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. That Talk about making a joke out of Batman. That is what you latch on to in that picture. That's very interesting. That says a lot about you. What, that Batman doesn't have a mailing address? <laughs> yes. I'm like, what about the, logis- the paperwork? <laughs> the logistics of Batman I know, right? having a credit card. <laughs> I'm like, fucking A, man. Who's going to keep track of this shit? How do you get a background check done? Right, and why do they put a Batman symbol on his credit card? Do they know who he is? What's going on Does here? Does Batman have a credit score independent of, Wayne, of Bruce Wayne? I know, right? <laughs> I want to know these things, Phil. Or maybe it was a prepaid. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I'll just put a billion dollars on this. Exactly. And then I won't have to worry about it. I'll be able to buy Uma Thurman's ass. Ooh, that yeah. went weird. Okay, but okay, fine. Batman and Robin credit cards aside. Yes. That was 
to me, in the spirit of this particular episode, which was a movie that, <clears throat> yeah, I squeaked, sorry. Uh-huh. It was a movie that was like looked forward to and did not deliver in I, the least. I don't know too many people that were looking forward to that movie. Well, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean because <laughs> Batman Forever was okay. I mean, it wasn't the worst. It's like my least, and this is saying something, it's like my least favorite Nicole Kidman movie. <laughs> well, what does she have to do in that movie? She had to be in a Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> that I remember her character's name is, is amazing. Oh, I remembered it too. But basically what she had to do in that movie was to have a crush on Batman. Exactly. And be aloof, sort of. Aloof? Aloof. Is that, that's not my $5 word for the podcast. Well, let's hope not. I, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Yes. So, another one that I was not exactly uh, super thrilled about. Sure. And this is one that I picked out specifically Ooh. for us to argue about. Ooh. Was Hulk. Okay. We talked about this like two weeks ago. I know. I don't want to get into this. It, okay, fine. Fine. Was that? <laughs> oh, stop it right in your tracks. <laughs> that that people aren't smart enough to get that movie isn't my fault. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we are both like laughing right now. And people on listening may think that we're just about to kill each other, but like we're really, really not. Exactly. Um, do you want to get into it or no? Oh, I don't care. Sure. Okay, sure. Let's let's do it. Okay. Here's Here is my uh breakdown of why I did not necessarily like that movie as much as I wanted. Sure. Okay. Yes. And you feel free to interject and or contradict me at any time. Okay. Okay. So, I thought that um Eric Bana was good. Eric, did I That's his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I thought Eric Banner was good uh-huh. as Bruce Banner. See, and I've always thought he was a little bland. He's the weakest part of that movie. I think. Sure. He, but see, the thing is, is that, like, I thought that he was good in the fact that he sort of was, like, hiding the fact that he was the Hulk. Sure. You know, he, he kept it all suppressed, you know. And, you know, that's kind of what he's supposed to do. I mean, he's the Hulk. He wants to keep it suppressed or whatever. But I think that when it came to him having, like, these emotional outbursts and stuff like that, I didn't buy it at all because he was just the same guy. Like, he was still, like, yes, I am angry now. And it's like, really? Come on. I get that, yeah. And, you know, come on, man. You're the Hulk. Fucking let it loose. You know what I mean? Well, but when he lets it loose, he turns green and becomes really big. I mean, it's... (laughs) Ah, what are you going to do, you know? I'm doing my uh, Colin Quinn impression. Exactly. Ah, what are you going to do? You know, it's the Hulk. Uh, 
anyway. No, um, so, but, okay. Here's the thing I did not like about that movie. Yes. That movie was fucking made for a 14-year-old girl who dresses in black all the time. In other oh, words... Bullshit. In other words, oh, that was an emo movie. Bullshit. You know what? It's the Incredible Hulk. Fucking wreck some shit. There was two scenes where he did. He's all fucking emo. Oh my god, I can't fucking turn into the Hulk. I'm gonna cry. Wow. Phil is actually about to punch me right now. <laughs> are there only two scenes? I don't think there are two scenes. There's because, a scene in the desert. There's a scene, there's a scene, the fantastic scene in the that desert. That was the best scene in the entire um, movie. The scene with the dogs. The scene that was the, awful. The scene with the uh, in San Francisco. Or no, wait, is that the end of the yeah. scene in the desert? No. There's a scene in the desert. There's a scene with the dogs. Which, by the way, was terrible. Oh. There's the scene in San Francisco where Jennifer Connelly, like, talks him down. Right. Which is bullshit. Oh. It's his love. Oh, you know what? I've been in love before. No. I didn't stop throwing tanks at people, Phil, as you well know. Uh -huh. I'm very famous for my tank-throwing tank abilities. So long as it was Tonka Tank. Um... Boo. <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Phil, I'm not, I'm really not trying to provoke you here. I'm oh, yes. actually wanting yes. to know what you think. You. Oh, come on. This is going to be the contentious podcast, apparently. What We've podcast only had one. Isn't. I know. Right? Um, no, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I know maybe it's an acquired taste, but I think there's a lot of great ideas in that movie. There's, it's shot brilliantly, and I love the editing techniques, making comic book panels and having like six things on the screen at all times. Yeah. I love it. I love every minute of it. I, I will say the ending gets a bit obtuse, uh, and Eric Bana ain't that great. But the rest of the movie, I wholeheartedly I actually, it, if, 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 it, if it was me, which obviously is not, but if I was going to go back and make that movie again... Uh-huh. I would not put that weird, like, octopus ending thing with Nick Nolte. Uh-huh. And I also would not cast Eric Bana because he's basically emotionless the entire movie. <laughs> and the problem with that is, is that the entire character of the Hulk is based on emotion. Well, but the entire character of the Hulk is also based on, on repression. Right, because but, he's always repressed his emotions, and in this movie they give you the reason for that, which was his father killed his mother. Right, and he's always been hiding that and hiding the rest of his emotions, dealing with that. Um, that uh, he's so repressed that the only way it comes out is big green. No, I know, and you know what? I actually really do sort of agree with that because it's sort of an analogy about like people that can't. I don't know, display their emotions or whatever. Sure. Right? But here's my thing. I think they captured it much better in the Avengers. When well, see, but let me let me finish. No. Um I, there's no denying that Mark Ruffalo gives a far better performance, but it's not like they give the Hulk much shrift in that movie. Sure, but the reason that I bring it up mm. 
is that that one moment when he looks at um, Hawkeye uh-huh. and says, I'm always angry. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, he just sort of controls it a little bit better. Sure. You know, to me, that line was like sort of the the whole Hulk thing boiled down into one line. Sure. He says, I'm always angry. Whoa, Jesus, Spider. <laughs> we need to get you hair club for men. No, we don't. <laughs> no, really, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, me, I think the Hulk uh, has mysteries to be explored. You know, there uh, repeat viewings are rewarding on that movie, well, I think. Well, yeah, I think so, too. And the thing is, too, is it's like, I, uh, I think that everybody involved was sort of looking to make a real movie as opposed to, like, a comic book movie. Right. Where, okay. like, uh, well, say, like, hi- Thor or something like that. You don't hire uh, Ang Lee and James Seamus, you know, who just come off of, you know, whatever, the sense and sensibility to fucking do the Hulk if you're not going to want something. Right. Well, and the thing is, too, is it's like... I think that was even before uh, Marvel sort of had this like idea of this overarching universe. Um, that may be the first one, maybe that they sort of thought about that. No, they no, 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 because they they wholeheartedly like deny that movie because oh, that's right, to remake it with yeah. Ed Norton, yeah, which was also abysmally well, or at least that one really was abysmally bad. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about that is, is, like, I just viscerally liked that one better. It was maybe because simple, and it was maybe, more direct. You're calling me stupid, aren't you? That's a possibility. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Phil. That no, might I, have just happened indirectly. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't say. I don't have the capacity to... Feel something that Ang Lee. No, I don't know. But honestly, that was more of a superhero movie. Um, but it was it was definitely simpler. And apparently, Ed Norton thought that was like his sort of calling card or something. Like, yeah, yeah, he really wanted to do more with it, but nobody liked his fucking movies, so they said, "Fuck off, Mister." Well. And you know what? If people get all upset about that, you know, well, why didn't they let him do his thing or whatever? It's like, well, maybe his thing sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's just, it's, okay, here. <clears throat> okay. Jeez, Phil. So, okay. Edward Norton, I'll say, is probably, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's probably did a better performance than Eric Dana. Liv Tyler, not a match for Jennifer Oh my Colony. god, not at all. <laughs> god. And and Tim Roth is not a match for Nick Nolte. Sorry. No. And you know what? Um Sam uh Shepherd. Sam no. no. Sam Houston? <laughs> the guy who the guy who sells beef. Yes, exactly. He was much better than William Hurt. Yes. He was like <laughs> infinitely. Sam Please. Elliott. Yes, God damn it. I'm retarded. But he was so much better as the general. Uh-huh. I mean, he was infinitely better. Yes. And 
it was so funny because like you know that it's a bad performance uh, when all you can think about is like why is that mustache taped to his face? <laughs> you know what? I ha- I have this to say, but I mean, poor William Hurt. He's a great actor, maybe one of the best actors of his generation. But fuck him when he tries to do commercial stuff because you can always tell mm-hmm. that he's so disinterested. He like, is phoning it in. Space, the you know, yes, the he Hulk. is completely. He's phoning always like, in. I need to pay my mortgage. Yeah, it's Mr. Re- Hulk. I need to pay my mortgage. I know, right? Oh, I need to pay my mortgage. I'm a general who needs to pay his mortgage. <laughs> it's ridiculously bad. Yes, because he—you can so tell that he does not care. Yes, and even in um, what's that Kevin Costner movie with uh, Dane Cook, uh, Mr. Brooks? Yes, he was great in that. He's great, and it's like. Okay, you're not making any money doing this, right? <laughs> right, probably. But, well, yeah. But it's like, it's a good movie uh, as much as you can make it a good movie. And then he shows up in the Hulk, and he's just like, I am now saying my lines. Somebody like, get that big green thing. Uh, There's oh, a coffee truck. I know, right? <laughs> when do I get Craft my... Craft services! When do I get my paycheck? It's like, come on, man. At least be involved in it, you know? No. Apparently not. But you're, you're really right, though. You can really tell when he's doing something to make his mortgage yes. and when he's doing something that he actually cares about. Yes. He's one of the most obvious ones. Yes. Him and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Maybe. Well, him and, like, um, Larry David is kind of like that, I guess. Well, Larry David's just Larry David. He's always... Well, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of a better example, but that was one that popped to mind. Um, but Larry David also isn't much of an actor. He just kind of... Like, he, he He's himself. Right. <laughs> you know what, Phil? Oh. I would love... To make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars <laughs> to be just the asshole that I really am. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I always share it with you. Because you, cause you've <laughs> had, to, cause you'd had to put up with me all these years. <laughs> you'd be like, see ya, fucker! Ah, fuck off, asshole. I got millions of dollars now. <laughs> I'm on a boat, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing my podcast with Andy Samberg now. I don't think I could. No? Because I don't have the ability to interrupt somebody that much where he would just be talking all the time. Oh, yes. That's all true. right. Well, we're getting way off track. Okay. Ooh. Next movie I want to talk about. Ooh. Lay it on me. All right. So, and this is something that we actually did talk about on a previous podcast, yes, which was something that I was looking forward to that didn't really pan out, oh. was Judge Dredd. Yes, they remade it. I know. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Oh. So, honestly, I was like, okay, Judge Dredd is, it's a very, it's, it's a pretty interesting comic, really. I've never but, read a, a, a page. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It it kind of goes into a lot of like sort of esoterics type esoterics 
esoteric type of stuff. Sure. Um, but the movie, I mean, really, Sylvester Stallone and <laughs> well, Rob Schneider. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, there's a troika of badness surround, you know, surrounded by some people trying to do the best they can. It's Rob Schneider, unforgivable. Sly Stallone does okay. And then Danny Cannon just doesn't know what he's doing. He's like never made, I think yeah. he made like one film before it was a tiny film. Yeah. Well, and, and, then, and then you, and, and then, then you, you get like Max von Sydow and Armand Asante. You get Armand Asante just going berserk. Yeah. It's like, I could see Danny Cannon on the set going, um, more of that, please. Um, uh, uh, Somebody help me, please. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this guy. No. And, uh, of course, um, fuck, his name just flew out of my head. German guy. Max von Sydow? Swedish. German guy from Das Boot. Oh, um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I, no, seriously. Um, um all right. Oh, anyway. my God. People are yelling at their iPods at this point. Pretty much. Like, Shut up! I know out. exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Oh my god. I can't believe I had that much of a brain fart. Oh well. That guy from Das Boot. <laughs> Are we really gonna sit here and figure it out? Yeah, apparently. Um <laughs> What are you doing? Um I'm looking up the interwebs. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it'll come to me. No, that's a, a thoroughly ridiculous movie. And I lay it, for the most part, on Rob Schneider because he brings the entire thing down. Really? You would put that on Rob Schneider as opposed to uh, Sylvester Stallone? I think Sly's just doing his thing. Rob's, Rob Schneider's the one that brings the tone like totally bizarrely down. Really? Yes. Weird, because like I, what I would say is that and we talked about this in our apocalypse episode. Did we? Um, I don't remember yeah. that Yeah, we did. Um, but I think that, in my opinion, mm. Slice Alone takes it way too seriously, and he's like, "This is the best movie ever made." Whatever. And Slice Alone, guys, take seriously. I never broke the law. I am the law. Yes, thank you. So, anyway. Um, I, I, hey, I will say I love that Aspen is like a I know, right? in that movie. But anyway. But so anyway. No, that's a, that's like one of the goofiest pictures ever made. And, and we'll see what Carl Urban can make of the character. It looks pretty good. I actually know. like Carl Urban. Yes. You know what the weirdest thing was? Is that like one of the first movies I recognized his name uh-huh. was from Doom. Because yeah. he well, was, was the like first, first credited movie. Starring role. Well, that was it. And I was like, really? Doom? <laughs> With The Rock? Oh, wait. Sorry. Dwayne Johnson? I think that was probably in still Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> like, slowly, it started out as The Rock, and then it became Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and then it's now just like... Well, good for him, you know? <clears throat> He's gone legit. Hey. You know, everybody wants to go legit. Not everybody can. Not everybody goes from WWE to major <laughs> films or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I think it's time to pass the show. Are we taking a smoke break? I think so. All right. Well, let me get my uh, 
mouse thing going. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner. We're All back. right. We are back. For you, the listener, that was like half a second. For us, it, it was, was an, an extend. It it was an extended uh, dialogue about race in America, Ooh. and that's actually true. Yeah. So we won't get into that. Yeah, let's but the uh, summer movies that uh, may or may not have been what they were advertised was. <laughs> Uh, we well, we can get into the Bruckheimer productions. There are a million of them, and yeah, the, as well as the Bay productions. Yeah, you know, Bay and Bruckheimer have a lot in common, being that they're like married. <laughs> I mean, where do you want to start here, man? You've got everything well, from fucking Conair to the island. But see, the to... thing is, though, is that there are some in there that are good movies. Oh, are there? Yes, there are. Please regale me. The Rock is a good action movie. Okay, you pick the one I might agree with you on. Okay, The Rock <laughs> is pretty. The Rock is pretty good. The Rock is a good action movie. Um, the Island is a absolute horror of a movie. Yes, that sounds, movie is just ridiculously bad, sinfully bad, and boring. And they spent so much money on it. Yeah. Holy crap. And um, I don't know if we really want to go into the Transformers trilogy. I almost sat down to watch the third one the other day. I didn't, but I almost did. Well, I remember on this very podcast, you said that the uh, second one was not as bad as you thought it would be. And perhaps I was going in like, oh, God, what am I in for? And I'm like, oh, Like, this is going to be a monstrosity, and you're like, well, it's only sort of somewhat handicapped. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So, and then, you know, it's funny with those movies. I think Michael Bay directs for the trailer sometimes. Oh, sure. And the best example of that is Pearl Harbor. Oh my god. I mean because I mean literally the the marketing materials would like make me tear up. And then you watch the movie and you go, "What the hell was I thinking?" Pretty much. I, that I, I had I, any emotional investment I, in this at all. I will always say that if I had not been with my father and my stepmother when I was seeing that movie, I would have walked out. It would have been the second movie in my life that I left. Yeah. I know what you mean. Because, like, that movie was, oh, God. Abysmal. Like, it was, like... Insulting. Yeah. it w- Actually, it was insulting. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I know that Michael Bay was trying to make a movie that was, like, honoring the veterans of the foreign wars and all this stuff. But, honestly, me. if I was, like, a, a veteran watching that movie, I would have been like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Fuck this movie. <laughs> really I, I know yeah I mean for me if you want that story you go you go and when you watch you know Tora 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 you watch Midway any of the old ones are better than that horse oh my show. god I know it, and the movies that were made in like the 50s or 60s even were so much better than that well, because, turd <laughs> because they were honest like that just felt exploitative like we're gonna take this you know horrific scar on the American psyche 
and make it into a popcorn picture. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in Josh Hartnett. Ben Affleck gets some, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, Josh Hartnett's in love with Ben Affleck's girlfriend. Who gives you a know, fuck? Here's the thing. You know, it was compared at the time, you know, I'm sure when Bay and Bruckheimer, like, came up with the idea that they were like, hey, it's Titanic. It's our mm-hmm. Titanic. And, yeah. But the difference and is, is could, that... Is that James Cameron had a lot of respect for what happened on Titanic and for the people that died and blah blah blah, and you could tell in the way he made the movie. These guys had no respect for it, not at all. Yeah, and the thing was, it's like okay, at least Cameron said, you know, I'm gonna show the fact that you know the band went down with the ship and. And, you know, they had respect for each other, and it was sort of this, like, thing that men did, like, to keep their respect and all that stuff. In fucking Pearl Harbor, they're like, well, I'm going to bang your girlfriend because I thought you were dead. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. I, I mean, really? That's a fucked up movie, and I'll never, for- I'll never forgive him for it. Well, I have a little bit more... Uh, forgiveness for Michael Bay only because I'm a little bit more of a visual person sometimes Mm. and he makes pretty pictures not really he does come on compared to Michael Mann compared to Ridley Scott the guy doesn't the guy can barely shoot a brick you know what I mean come on all right fine fair enough Okay, I'm just saying. Well, you know what though? Yeah, you can shoot a bag of Doritos pretty good. And I, <laughs> I honestly like. I was gonna say this before, but um, I always remember that line where from Wag the Dog, where they're like, "Well, just put a Doritos bag in her arms, and it'll look good." You know, well, that's what I always think of Michael Bay. <laughs> I but see the weird thing is though is like if I was going to make a movie I would have like sort of the Michael Bay like aesthetic but that's unfortunate. I know Don't but like that. Well, okay, fine. Wouldn't the, you rather have the a, Tony an Scott Miss Gerald But okay, aesthetic? fine. The the Tony Scott aesthetic maybe. At least Tony Scott was original. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like the visuals. Like, I like being pulled into a movie by the visual. Mm. Because movies are a visual medium. Indeed. So, and I just, I, maybe I'm just ADD or something, but I identify You're a little bit more with... just the consummate modern consumer. Oh, Phil. Undiscerning. You know <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you know what? I'm going to stop this podcast right now and go shop at Walmart and eat at McDonald's. I know you are. I mean, you're such an asshole. (laughs) I know you on the way back, you're going to ask me to stop at the Walmart. Yeah, right? So I can buy boxer shorts and a fucking uh, tap out (laughs) t-shirt. You know what my my joke was? uh, Is like, they don't sell clothes at Walmart. They sell body covering. Oh, uh, well, it's true. <laughs> anyway, that is actually I'll true. I'll get off my eye. Okay, my yeah. Eye. Phil, damn it. You're such a dilettante, I swear. Ooh. And that's my $5 word for today. Ooh. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I freely admit to being an elitist. That's okay. Oh, uh, you know what, though? It, it, sometimes it's fine. I mean, not all the time, but <laughs> oh, sometimes. No. Oh, no, all, all the time. <laughs> okay, it's fine all the time. Exactly.
Thank you. We're in All agreement. Right. Okay, fine. The elitist wins. So, the other thing I was going to actually ask you about, yeah. which we have probably talked about on the podcast before, but um, we obviously, we saw uh, Prometheus. Yes, we did. And um, we talked about it at great lengths. Yes. On... Like 30 minutes. Yeah. Last, on last uh, was week. It, was it last week? Okay. Yeah. But what I was going to ask you is that... Uh-huh. Do you think that the whole alien sort of overarching storyline was kind of what, I guess it's, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Do you think that that was something that just sort of went wild where everybody just sort of had their own shot at it? Or do you really think that, like, there was an actual sort of mythology to the whole thing? I think there was no more mythology than what Ridley Scott invented in the first one. Okay. It's just fake hugger, face huggers and xenomorphs, and that's it. There's not much else So basically, there. I mean, I'm Until just... Ridley Scott chose to return to it. Well, okay, I guess maybe the better way to phrase my question is that do you think that, like, this was a movie that did well because it was good, and then they just sort of said, everybody else have at it, or do you do you think that, like, people actually respected the the whole sort of structure of the first one? Yeah, I, well, I mean... For the most part, I mean, there's there's things in the other movies that the aliens say didn't do in the first one, but uh, but yeah, I mean, because you know that if you if you really go and take a look, the aliens' behavior in the third one is quite different from the ones in the other movies. So is that a yes or a no that they're like sort of respecting that or just I think for the most part that? yeah I think for the most part they take you know obviously uh James Cameron added the queen uh, right. of the aliens and you know blah 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 um but uh that was the only major uh leap as far as alien goes or or the alien itself goes uh in the entire series outside of the first one otherwise they pretty much stuck to you know, eggs with face huggers inside them that plant the alien in you, it bursts right. out, and then it kills you. Well, okay, then that leads me to my next question, which is that, okay, Ridley Scott was, I mean, he made the first one, and mm-hmm. that was what it was. And the second one was James Cameron. Right. And it was, this is war, right? Correct. So, do you think that the second one was true enough to the first one to be considered an alien movie or just a quote-unquote sequel. And this is something that I've wanted to ask you because <laughs> of the fact... No, and, no, and yeah, there's I a... Think you know my position on this. Is I consider aliens somewhat outside the series. Really? The rest of them have a through line as one or a couple of aliens on a rampage in a small confined space... That one's a shit ton of aliens on an entire planet without much tension of space. You know, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's different 
tonally from all the others. Okay, so my question, I guess, at that at this point would be, do you consider Alien Cubed <laughs> more of an alien movie than Aliens? Yes. Really? Yes. Because huh. I think it shares... Uh, the, I think, the claustrophobic I think, thing? Right. I think, I think Fincher went back to it and said, you know what? Aliens is good. And I'll, I'll even say Aliens is good, but it's, it's an action movie. The others are like uh, horror movies and thrillers. Haunted house movies, basically. Kind of, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, you know, Aliens took it to the nth degree and just, you know, shoot them up. The others are more inventive, you know. In the, in the first one, all they have is, is the flamethrowers and, you yeah. know. No, I I totally get that. Like I I don't have an argument with that whatsoever. But I to me, uh-huh. and I saw them in sequence. Yes. Um. I uh, and this speaks probably to my sensibilities more than anything. But Aliens is my favorite of all of them. Yes, I know. And because like I don't know. To I me, just, that's kind of heresy. Like the first one is. Is sacrosanct. It's it's one of the best movies around. Well, no, and I totally get that, and I don't argue with you in uh-huh. any way about that because it is a brilliant movie. It's like a haunted house movie, and but yet it's not in a haunted house, right. you know. And I, I get mean, that. I me, do. I, 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 it's just your personal pro- proclivity. Me, I like the fact that it's a few people in a claustrophobic space having to fight this horrid monster. With essentially nothing more than their wit. Sure. And I totally get that. And I totally... Like, I love Alien. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. For whatever reason, I think that Aliens... Like, that was one of the first movies that I saw as a kid. Right. That I was like, this is like a really super well-made movie Mm -hmm. that is not sort of like the prototypical, you know, everybody in the end sort of wins out type of movie, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And I think that for me, that was very sort of like, you don't have to have all the characters live and or win to make a good movie. And that was really sort of like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Really? I mean, I saw that movie when I was like nine years old. Yeah. I think I saw it when I was 12 or 13. It's just it's just about how you feel about that type of movie. You know, giant action, action spectacles have never been my favorite. You know I, can, I know, I can enjoy them, but I much prefer a thriller or thriller-like movies. Yeah, no, I and totally know, know that. And you, know, and you know, for me, that I'm like, just blow some shit up and yeah. show me some boobies. God, man. <laughs> um, but in the in the same respect, I'd say Resurrection is also outside of the sphere. Alien and Alien Three are straight through line. Like Fincher just said, we're going to go back. That's we're going to do Alien again, basically for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Yes, it was it was much the same thing, just prisoners instead of truckers. Right. No. I yeah. And I totally um, agree with you. And then Resurrection was sort of like this hybrid yes. of aliens and aliens. But with a really disturbing undertone. I mean, I gotta say that 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 uh, that human hybrid thing is one of the most disturbing things ever put on 
scrutiny. Well, the the when she was looking at the failed like attempts to put her yeah. together you with know, the I alien. Feel that that is the reason she did the movie. That one scene. That's just weird. Like and she's you know looking was, at it and it's like, okay, that's gross. Oh, that's grosser. Okay, that's even grosser than that. Yeah. And then she meets herself and, and she she's looking at herself. Me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um yeah, in fact I watched that just a, a week or so ago and um, you know, it's it's a great movie and I, I love it mostly because Sigourney is such a badass in that movie. She is. Um, she honestly she in resurrection She's almost more of a badass than she was in Alien because in Alien, she was almost like the victim going, oh my God, what's going on? In Resurrection, she's like, fuck this. I am going to kick your fucking ass. (laughs) Really? Uh, And it's funny. I was reading some of the trivia on Resurrection and and, um, I've come to the opinion that Joss Whedon is just an asshole. Why? Well, because like he hates that movie. And he says that they they did, you know, like, they took his script and they did everything exactly wrong. And I'm like, "Eh, no, not really. But uh, some of his choices were bizarre. Like, um, the scene at the end where the, the, you know, hybrid alien gets sucked out the the porthole that's been punctured was apparently reserved in the original script how Dan Hedaya died. And the director looked at that and said, "No, that, that's that's too big of a moment. We'll, yeah. we'll move it to the end." Sure. And like he, like Joss Whedon, just can't forgive them for making weird choices like that. Well, you know, I mean, Joss Whedon is Joss Whedon. I mean, you honestly like, and I know that you disagree with me, but like, I think Avengers is one of the best summer movies I've seen in a long time. Being that this is sort of the theme of the episode. Yes. Um, I'll take Thor and Captain America any day. Of really? Day. Much more. Have you watched Thor I, lately? I, I own the fucker. I love that movie. I watched it literally last night. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's a fucking awesome movie. Fucking awesome. Okay. The camera fell off the stand at least three times. Oh my goodness. No, I'm just saying that, like, okay. I know I know why you like that movie so much. Uh-huh. I really do. And I can't argue with you about that. But there are there are <laughs> there are a few sort of battlefield earth moments in that movie where the camera is completely sideways <laughs> and yeah. it's obviously a really fake town or whatever yes. uh-huh. and people are like sort of not really into it <laughs> so i will say this as much as you like that movie there are very very obvious moments of badness in that movie yeah, I mean, you know, Phil, don't, we're don't not trying to argue here. We're, I don't know. Yeah, we are. That's we're all friends. We're all friends. I, I just, I, just, I mean, if you're watching a fucking superhero movie, you better have a little suspension of disbelief. That's what I, I gotta say. No, <laughs> I have more suspension of disbelief than anybody you've ever met. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is a guy who actually liked transformers in 3d because it looked cool and i'm like (laughs) you know but i mean 
honestly... Could you tell what was going on? Yeah, actually, more than the first one. Oh, shit. Whoops. Damn it. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties, folks. I just now <laughs> spilled my tea on Phil's carpet. God damn you. And it's going to be taken out of my hide later. God damn you, Amos. <laughs> no, but like, getting back to the suspension of disbelief, I have no problem with that. In fact, I suspend my disbelief probably more than you do when I say that, like, oh, The Rock, that was cool. You know, I mean, it, you know, it, who cares if there's giant plot holes that nobody talks about <laughs> you know what i mean i well that's not my problem with them i mean i i honestly like the rock i think it's it's michael bay's most like sedate and interesting movie you know from an action standpoint it, it i love how as, the first it the, isn't the, as insane as some of the others i love how the first descriptor you used was sedate it is. It is. You're right. I'm not talking about the rock specifically, but I I seem to sort of give more credit to um, some movies than you do. But well, give me an example here, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Well, I can't think of one. Uh-huh. Shut up. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no, no. I I think that like okay, summer movies, right? Um. And this was, we had a debate about this, about Transformers 2. Yeah. I said, basically, it was more or less retarded. You said that you actually bought it more than the first one. Correct. And this was the oddest argument that we've had on this podcast so far, because of the fact that I thought you would be like, what the fuck? Why did you even go see this movie? (laughs) You know? Well, I watched it on TV, but... um. Uh, I w- for me, maybe there w- I just appreciated that there was a, a more interesting mythology that they were developing in that movie. The first one was so bizarre and so off-putting. Well, Shia and LaBeouf is not exactly the most likable guy in the world. Exactly. He's a bit uh, frenetic for my, uh, my taste. You think? But uh, I would but no. I, I mean, would, I think I, I think I can. If I could say why I like that one better than the first one is because they're you're getting a sense of a world more than you got in the in the first one. The first one was just a bit too uh, straightforward. Just robots crashing into each other unintelligibly. Yes. Yeah, Phil. You're like, hey, there are two. There's. I know there. I know are there's there two. Are there two or there three? There's two who's, of them. I who's winning? Think, there's two of them. I think, but. That might be the bridge on the highway. I'm not I know, really right? sure. Is, it, is somebody winning here? Yeah, I How know, do right? I tell? Yeah. Who's the good guy again? Oh, exactly. They're both gray. I, I know, mean, What right? am I supposed to do? So anyway, at least in the second one, they were painted different colors. Yeah. But no, I mean, I mean it, it, my thing is, is with summer movies, going back to sort of the theme of the episode, correct. is that um, summer movies are so hit or miss and all movies are hit or miss my well friend. yeah but the thing is though it's like okay say for example me and you wrote a movie uh that would be produced for 10 million dollars or even less right and it came out you know it went to sundance or it went to whatever it's like oh this is an indie movie right fine okay you know we might make a little money off of it or we might get known because of it or whatever but if you're making a summer movie, 
a big giant like ten pole movie. Mm-hmm. You you're you know you gotta shit or get off the pot. You yeah. know what I mean? You know like what? even Spielberg, <laughs> fucking Crystal Skull. People hate that movie because it's retarded. It is and retarded. It, and it's retarded for one reason because George was married to the aliens. They could I know. never get him off that story. Well, and, and the that thing, story was stupid. It was stupid. But here's the thing: it's like okay, we're making an Indiana Jones movie, and I'm and the minute, the second that I heard there's going to be this new Indiana Jones movie, I'm like, I'm in. I don't give a fuck. Because Indiana Jones was, like, my favorite character of all time growing up. Sure. And then I saw this, and I went, really? You spent $200 million making this movie that's fucking retarded. (laughs) So, I think my point is, is that these big summer tentpole movies, Mm. it's like... It's almost like a runaway train. Mm-hmm. It's like if you throw that much money into something and then you go, oh, actually, well, this kind of sucks. It's funny. Hollywood takes this, this weird, especially lately, this weird um, tendency to hire people they probably shouldn't. Like, you know, it's like they've forgotten that people like Dick Donner. And, you know, hey, maybe he's just retired. He's pretty old. But. You know, p- people like Dick Donner and and uh, and other you know, Tony Scott, really kind of you know big budget action guys. They like don't exist anymore, and they're they're always like, hey, this guy. And, and I'm gonna use a real example. This guy directed some you know like, uh, two million dollar South African movie about a kid in the ghetto. Let's give him Wolverine and see what he can do with 150 right. million dollars. Yeah, and, which you know, sucks. and then Gavin Hood. Just lands flat on his face. Oh my because he god! Had no that idea was a what fucking turd. He, he, that movie was so bad. Yes, it was ridiculously bad. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. And I mean, sometimes it works, but it works because you're giving it to somebody with a lot of experience with filmmaking, who just hasn't made this kind of movie before. Okay, like well, like uh, Joe Johnston or Kenneth Branagh. Sure. With the other two. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's my question then. Okay, building on that. Who are the guys that you would say are, say, the top, I don't know, five action directors out there right now? Right now, today? Yeah. Number one is Christopher Nolan. But is he, is he really an action director? I think he's a drama director pushed into being an action guy. Well, that may be true, but... Uh... I mean... He's not... What other choice? I'm not going to say Neville Dean and Taylor here. You know? <laughs> Come on, Crank 2, High Voltage. <laughs> Damn it, that's one of my favorite movies. Um, I, That's a tough question. Action directors. Uh, a lot of the guys I used to have a little respect for are kind of gone. So I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay, Phil. I'm not going to let you go on this one. I will tell you mine. Okay. Okay, so Nolan is in there, uh-huh. but I don't really consider him an action director. Sure. I consider him a drama director. Okay. I still think that Tony Scott's in there. Fuck you. Come on. I no. think that Ridley Scott's in there, even though... No, and see, the, this is a reach. Ridley Scott, uh, it's where... Ridley Scott action pictures are where he uh, tends to stumble. Okay, fine. 
He can't do it. I mean, go watch G.I. Jane and tell me that guy knows how to shoot action. Yeah, Sorry. you're right. Okay, fine. We got uh, Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh. You've taken uh, Ridley Scott out of the equation for me. Um, Michael Bay. I mean, he is an action director. That's uh, what he does. He is a talentless horror. Okay, I agree. Talentless horror. I get it. Wow. We're going to argue about this all night. Um <laughs> I think that, um, oh shit, and I just lost his name. Um, I do think that Tony Scott is still in the top five-ish. I, I, I wouldn't even consider that. Considering the guy's recent outfit, I, I, I can't even fathom Well, what that, was his know? last movie? Well, it was Unstoppable, but I haven't seen it. It's on my DVR, but I haven't watched it. It's a good movie. Yeah, I'm sure it is. My um, dad liked that movie. Great. Um, and what was it Are you calling it? my dad an asshole? You are. <laughs> Maybe. No. Um, Maybe. Mr. Gerald's a very nice man. Um, <laughs> Come on, Bill. I was um, just giving you a hard time. But I'm sorry, but you can't go back and say, hey, Domino is a great picture, or... Man on Fire. Or... I loved Man on Fire. Well, you're and insane. you know what? Or, Honestly, uh, Phil, bo- I, I will say this, and I'm interrupting you, and I don't care. Mm. Man on Fire may be a semi-ridiculous movie, mm-hmm. but honestly, I love that movie. It hit a chord with me for some reason. Well, and well you enjoy that chord. I don't. Um... Wow. Bill's getting really good What's at the dismissive. Uh, Singer. I'll say Brian, Brian Singer. Singer. He's not an action movie director. Bullshit. What? What was the last action movie he fucking directed? Valkyrie. Zodiac. David Fincher pick. Who are you talking about again? Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Oh. X-Men, yeah. Superman, Superman Returns. X-Men, Superman Returns, Valkyrie. Okay, fine. Brian Singer is... I guess. I wouldn't really consider him... I'm sorry. I, I will stand by this, that X2 is the single best superhero movie made in the last 15 years. I would disagree with that, but I will say that I actually did watch that movie this very day, uh-huh. and I have a lot of respect for that movie. I would not say that it is the best action movie made Superhero is what I said. Super no, 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 no. Okay, superhero action movie. I wouldn't say that it's the best one made in the last 15 years. I would say that there are three that I will put ahead of that. Oh, I'm all yours. Okay. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and uh, Avengers. Well, the, I, I simply just the adventures I found to be boring. So I know, and this Batman, is not this is not the agreement cast. <laughs> this is the podcast. Exactly, um, and what Batman Begins is close. Uh, and what was the other one? The Dark Knight. Fuck the Dark Knight. The part Dark Knight is bloated and not great. That people love that movie it will always mystify me. The Batman Begins is far more compact, succinct, and a lot better. At a, at, from beginning to end, it makes a lot more sense than The Dark Knight, which takes like a you know a twenty minute detour to Hong Kong for like one line of dialogue that brings us back to our main story. 
the ending goes on for fucking ever. I mean, it's it it's not a well. It's like my least favorite Nolan picture. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh. I mean, for Speaking me, if of we're this, talking about Nolan. Just, I, I mean, the Prestige isn't an action movie, but it's that movie is fucking awesome. I love that it's movie on the top, almost, almost to my all time. I top. love that movie. Yes. That movie is fucking beautiful. <laughs> and really, it's so funny. That's how, where if I so, had to, if I had to, to use one word to yeah. describe that movie, it is fucking beautiful. <laughs> really, it's, it's so funny to me where people tend to come down with that movie because I remember, like you know, me and Disembodio saw it, and and we were like, God, why couldn't Hugh Jackman just win? And like, yeah, I talked to my brother, and he's like, Fuck. I mean, I just felt so good that Christian Bale won in the end. I'm like, ah. No, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I like, I know that sort of that movie was like sort of set up to, um, you wanted to sort of pick sides or like it was set up to where you, you know, were sort of guided to pick sides, Uh but I didn't at all. I was just like, Either one of these guys wins. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, I, I for me, I I respected all the things that that Hugh Jackman was doing to make sure he won. I was like, that's dedication, man. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you kill yourself. Every yeah, night. exactly. Um, but anyway, so but yeah, and that, and Batman Batman Begins is is it's almost as good as X two for me. Almost. As good. Oh, I would put Batman Begins way above X two, mm-hmm. only because. And here's the thing. The reason that I would put it above X2, because X2 is this whole allegory about all this various other stuff, whatever, right? Uh And I could tell that that was the movie that they wanted to make when they made X-Men. Because X-Men was just a setup for that movie. Sure. Right? But Batman Begins was, it just stuck you right into it. It didn't. You know, you didn't have to have all this build up. You didn't have to have, you know, you were you were in it from the start. Mm-hmm. And X two, which is a great movie, you had to have seen the first one, mm-hmm. which was not as good. But you you sort of had to see it. If you saw Batman Begins, you're like, okay, I'm in this right now. Yeah, you know. Um, who else? I, I think I might pick Matthew Vaughn, um, because Kick-Ass is one of the best movies around. Oh, Kick-Ass is so fucking good. And the, uh, the new X-Men was pretty darn good as well. Yes, it was. In fact, that movie was so much better than I was sort of expecting it to be. Me too. I was thinking, oh, they just pumped this out because they needed to renew the <laughs> the rights or whatever. Which is actually true, yeah. Well, it is true, but that movie was really good. Yes, it was. I was really surprised. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, wow, this is a good movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. So who have I picked? Would you, no would you put, um, would you put, um... A lot of the guys I grew up with are gone, you know? Dick Donner, Wolfgang Peterson, you know, they've all, they've all retired. Oh, shit. Did I, I didn't tell you this. I went into just this little, tiny, like, convenience store the other day mm-hmm. to just buy a pack of cigarettes. And the guy who was watching 
the director's cut of Das Boot. <laughs> and he was a German guy. Uh-huh. And I went, Das Boot? He goes, yeah. And I was like shocked because like I had no other German <laughs> at this point. I'm like, yeah. You know, and he goes, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. <laughs> it's one of the best movies ever made, my friend. Oh, you don't even know. I went to see that movie with my mom at the, um, Esquire. the Esqu no, yes. the Mayan. Because I went to see it there as well. Oh, so you know my business better than I do. Correct. This is my own network. <laughs> but, yeah. And it had, like, the surround sound that was, like, recently restored or whatever. Correct, yeah. Oh, my God. You would have thought you were in that fucking submarine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, I take it Rennie Harlan doesn't make your list? Um, what the fuck? The guy's been making, you know, like, uh, homoerotic, you know, Weird action pictures for a while. What about John McTiernan? I love McTiernan. I love McTiernan, but uh, yeah, he's done. Um, he's, what was the what? last movie he made? Basic. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, McTiernan. Whoops. Basic and Rollerball, I think. Made oh, Rollerball! Holy crap! And it's so funny because it was so immediate. Because Thomas Crown is like maybe the high point of his career. That may be his perfect. And movie. then it was just off a cliff. Oh my god! Maybe he just didn't care after that. He I went, you know so. what? I made my movie. Fuck you guys. So what if I'm gonna in this movie? I'm gonna do 25 minutes in night vision, and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Well, I just watched. <laughs> I just watched Die Hard with a Vengeance, and that's a good movie. Yeah. It's kind of goofily yeah, like plotted, but it's goofy, but it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And I'm like, really? And then you did Thomas Crown and then Rollerball? What? <laughs> okay, um, so have we decided on the five guys? Uh no. You know, and some of my favorites again just aren't working with John Woo gone. Um John Woo at his sort of Apex was face off. Well, no, I mean in his Apex in like the Chinese Hong Kong yeah. version, he was great. Yes. He was awesome. Face Off remains one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Face Off actually it it doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's very, very good. Yes. But it's John Woo being John Woo. Yes. Which, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's sort of obviously John Woo being which John Which somehow, Woo. you know, with his other English language, American pictures, you never really felt like he was. You know, you go and watch Wind Talkers, it could be made by anybody. Oh, God. You know, Wind Mission Talkers Impossible 2 awesome has, has some Woo in it, but not much. Uh, and uh, the same with the Ben Affleck picture, Paycheck. Paycheck. And, um, <laughs> Talk about a well-titled movie. And Broken Arrow, it's there a little bit. But... Broken Arrow actually is, to me, the best of those movies that yeah. you mentioned. And the funny thing is, is that like I watch it later. Like I watched it when it came out. Mm -hmm. I went to the theater and watched it, and then I watched it later on. And I was, I totally noticed that I was like, Christian Slater doesn't give a fuck about this movie <laughs> at all. Pretty much. And I was like, when I was a but kid. But John Travolta's having so much oh fun. Oh my god. Yeah. Any cool? 
<laughs> That's where Ain't It Cool News came from. Yeah. So, okay. We need to focus here. What are the top five action directors right now? I can't say. I don't know. John Woo's gone. Verhoeven's gone. Over oh, Verhoeven. That, I wouldn't even really put it. He was the top shock director. Whatever. Total Recall. Starship Troopers. Yeah, which were like completely over the top. Awesomeness! <laughs> See you at the party, Richter. See you at the party, Richter. Consider that the divorce. You do a better Schwarzenegger than I do. I know I do. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can come up with a list. You know, I don't. You know, it's hard for Hey, you know, Dominic Senna. Who gives a fuck about Dominic? You know what Senna? though? He actually was really good there for a while, and well, I like don't know what happened. Swordfish is, is a, is a Swordfish was great. Yeah. He did um, Training Day. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily an action movie, but it was a good movie. It was pretty good. And then he did... Um, Tears of the Sun, great. But he's one of your, <laughs> No, I'm saying that, like, I'm I not know, saying I that I'd put him in there. But I'm saying that, like, it's oddly, like, he did, like, good movie, you yeah. know? I don't know. And then, what's, what's his name? Martin, uh... Sheen. <laughs> Short. Oh, <laughs> uh, no! Campbell! That, yes. Um, you know, I enjoy the, the two Zoros and the two Bonds that he made. Um, did I really say Campbell and that's who you were thinking of? Yeah. I was just being a smartass. All right, cool. Uh, no, I, like I love Mask of Zorro and, and the other one. <laughs> and the other one that and, I don't bother to remember. And GoldenEye and Casino Royale. But the guy is a sinfully boring filmmaker mm -hmm. on occasion. Like, you know, try and get through Beyond Borders. Oh sometimes. my God, you know what? Half an hour scene. Okay, we got it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I don't know. I, I, the reason I brought it up, just to <laughs> loop uh, all the way back. Greengrass. I can say Greengrass with a straight face. Really? Paul Greengrass, I can. Really? The three born movies? <laughs> Two born movies? Those movies are Tony Scott on fucking acid. No, it's Paul Greengrass. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know how when um, when we were growing up, they, they would have video cameras that would say that they had... Um, like, um, motion, like, dampeners. Right. You know? He has motion enhancers. Correct. You watch one of those movies, and I swear to God, if you don't fucking vomit from the fucking, <laughs> oh, like... come on. The Bourne Identity is literally one of my favorite all-time action thriller kind of things. Yeah, but that wasn't directed by Paul Greengrass. Yes, it was. It was directed Doug by... Doug Lyman, that's right. See? Greengrass was the supremacist. For the last two. So, Phil, I win. Thank you. But I can't, you can't keep Doug Lyman on there because then you've got shit like Jumper. Um, Jumper was bad. Go was good. Go's not an action picture. You're and right. I'm, I'm saying just in films in general. I am not a fan of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Actually, I was a little bit more of a fan than, of that than I thought I would be. I mean, it was enjoyable. I've never watched it since I saw it. In the I haven't. Either. I have no desire. No, I, I haven't watched it either. I watched it the one time. And, okay, fine, great. 
you know, you know. what else do you want to say? I'm surprised, like, uh, Robert Rodriguez or somebody, somebody isn't in your book. Actually, I think he is. Ooh. Now that I've mentioned it. Now that you brought list. that up, because I didn't think of that. <laughs> but no, I think, actually, Robert Rodriguez is on my list. Yeah. Because... A lot of the movies that I really, really liked coming up as a young whippersnapper Indeed, sir. was like Desperado was one of my favorite movies ever. Desperado. I love Desperado. And not because <laughs> Salma Hayek was naked in it. Oh no, that was me. Well, it didn't hurt. But it wasn't <laughs> the reason. It wasn't the only reason. And then, like, it was a big reason, but it wasn't the only reason. It was a reason. It wasn't the reason. Right. And, um, like, um, uh, his half of, uh, Grindhouse, Planet, Planet of the Terror. Planet Terror was awesome. It was far better than Planet. Oh my God. It was I say, so much better. Can I say Christopher McQuarrie, even though he's directed one movie? One movie. What movie? Way of the Gun. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, I just he wrote the usual suspects. Come on. No, I know, but I'm sorry. I just I remembered that line from that movie that <laughs> like I won't I'm gonna, repeat. I'm gonna fuck start her head. Yeah. Tell your bitch to shut up before I fuck start her head or whatever. That's the fucking best shit ever. I love that. That is literally like the best. Really, really foul mouthed, like come back or like yeah. whatever i mean that's me, the best i like that movie and i know Macquarie doesn't like them all you have to do is listen to the commentary on the dv to know he's like oh i'm so sorry you know like have he's like oh, i didn't do that well but i love that movie it's so balls out hardcore no take no prisoner See, shit that's the kind of movie that i love you know i mean yeah. honestly it's like if you're gonna make a movie like that, fucking make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have a character say something like, "Tell your bitch to shut up before I fuck start her head." You know? <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. Awesome. That um, movie is clinical, and I like it that way. I don't know. Well, you know what though? There's, there's, okay, and, and I'm gonna digress here for a second. There's a couple different ways to make, uh, like a action movie or a like even just like a action ish movie mm -hmm. you can either make it like just all about explosions and like people being blown apart or whatever mm -hmm. or you can make it like what you said clinical and just be like this is may this may be how it would actually be right in real life and there's nothing wrong with with the over-the-top thing, because that's what people buy popcorn for, right? Sure. But it's like sometimes if you see a movie that's like, okay, these are just two guys who are just shooting people in the face. You know? That, I mean, there's something to be said for that, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I have a ten You know, I mean, it, you come up with, you know, by clinical, you mean movies like Heat. And, right. And, you know, movies that aren't. That aren't uh, grandiose like a Michael Bay. They they're like this is meets a guy shooting a machine gun as realistically as possible, and he's shooting that guy, and he doesn't give a fuck. Right. This is like the real world. What would happen if some guy was shooting at another guy with a machine gun in the street? Right. And actually, I have heard that that bank robbery sequence 
uh, when they like run out into the street in mm-hmm. heat, described as the best action sequence of all time. I I've, might I might agree with that. I actually might agree with that too, because for one, it's exciting. Yes, very. And also, you could see this is like, this is very realistic. This could really happen. Mm-hmm. You know. And nobody is, like, throwing fucking grenades and (laughs) shooting rocket launchers and shit like that, you know? But, I mean, that, honestly, is what might happen. Yeah. You know, there there is... You just uh, tripped something in my mind. There is an action director I miss. And that is... Oh, God. Now we can... Salt. And, um... Dead Calm. Fuck. Where? Phil Noyce. I love Phil Noyce, the clear and present danger shit, you know? I love clear and present danger. <laughs> I even like Patriot Games. Yeah, clear and present danger is better than Patriot Games. Yeah. But no, and like, it's I, funny, I, though. I what happened Salt? to Phil Noyce? Well, he retreated. He went back to Australia and made that movie with Michael Caine, uh, The Quiet American, and then he made Rabbit Proof Friends, and then he came back and did Salt, and then I haven't, you haven't seen him in a couple years. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Some of these guys that, like, sort of disappear yeah it's i mean even mctiernan's sort of like that well mctiernan was uh involved in that anthony pelicano shit the what anthony pelicano shit his career's over be- oh i don't know it's, it was a <laughs> look it up when you get home guys mctiernan was like a material witness in a in a nasty case in hollywood and mm. i i think it for the most part ended his career oh okay i don't really know what you're talking about, but I will Google it when I get home. Google Anthony Pelicano. I'm not sure I want to at this point. <laughs> but no, I mean, really, like, it, it was funny because when I was watching Die Hard with a Vengeance earlier today, I was like, you know, this is like, it's an odd style. There's a lot of handheld and mm-hmm. there's a lot of like sort of stuff that you can't necessarily make out. And if it wasn't done by a guy who was a good director, you'd be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But somehow it makes it, he makes it look good. It makes so, it look really good. And another guy that I think of like that is Richard Donner. He used a lot of Dick sort of... Donner was a classy guy, you know? He was never in this Michael Bay school. He was making action pictures that were fun. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, and they were all unintelligible, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you could clearly see what was happening from shot to shot, right? Well, Dick Donner, I mean, honestly, that guy does not get the credit he deserves because honestly, he made like I think he does. I think most people know, you know, Superman, the four lethal weapons, blah blah, you know, Goonies, Goonies blah blah blah. I mean, the the guy has a pretty illustrious film. I mean, you know, I we can all forgive him for, like, Lady Hawk. <laughs> Lady Hawkey? <laughs> exactly. Okay, Phil. Well, here's... Holy we, shit, we've, the I know, there? right? So I'm going to try and cut this off if I can. But here's my thing. Give me your top two movies of the summer that either A, you have seen, or B, you're looking forward to seeing, and I will give you my top two. I'm not going to go, like, top ten or some bullshit. Right. Um, well, that's pretty easy. One one I saw, and that was Prometheus. And the other I haven't seen, and that's Batman. Okay. 
I think that I would actually agree with you on both counts. <laughs> I want I really wanted to see Prometheus and I did. And I still really want to see uh Dark Knight and yeah. I haven't, obviously. Everything everything okay. else this summer has been pretty lame, you know. Like I I I, I kinda wanna see the Spider Man movie, but I'm I, I I'm have kinda... no interest whatsoever it's in the Spider Man movie. Great. It's supposed really? to be like like A plus cinema scores, reviews out the ass that are awesome. I, I mean, just I don't know. I just don't have any and but the and thing that's, is that's, that's where too. I'm struggling. I'm like, didn't I just see this? Right. Well, and the and thing yes, is, it was a decade ago. But come on, right? But that's see, really not that long ago. But see, the thing is though, too, is it's like I never really cared about Spider Man to start with, right? Or as you you said it in. A podcast many, many moons ago. Oh. Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man. I was never really a fan of Spider-Man. Yes. And so, like, I really don't care. Like, I saw the Spider-Man movies. Yes. Because everybody saw them and all that. I really didn't care. Well, Spider-Man... I like Batman. Spider- <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is up there as a great, as a great uh, you know, like... Uh, superhero movie yeah and then spider-man 3 is, is like one of the worst please like, shoot me like in the sam head Ra- says, sam raimi was trying to get fired. sam raimi was like really i can get fired let's see how far i can push this i know like how much money can i spend and i'll still work tomorrow right um but uh but yeah that was um was an unfortunate series of events <laughs> um Okay, well, so we actually agree on the movies that we really want to watch. Yeah, well, but my point was is that there just hasn't been much out that I'm like, yeah, let's go see it. Yeah. Like like the last thing I saw, I think, was Prometheus in the theaters. I haven't wanted to see really anything since. Yeah, well, no, I know what you mean because, like, I remember thinking, man, I got to go see Prometheus and then I got to see Dark Knight and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one last thing. Okay. I have a theory that I, um, I, <laughs> I leaked the fact that I had a theory about the new Dark Knight movie uh-huh. to somebody who is my friend, uh-huh. and um, I had well, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Stops casting aspersions on my character. <laughs> but it's the most fun thing to do. Anyway, go on, go on, go on. Anyway, so I said, okay, I have a theory about Dark Knight, which may or may not be true. And this is a record because it's time-stamped. Uh, but my theory is that Christopher Nolan is going to kill Batman. People do think it, yeah. That's my theory. Batman will die in the I, Dark Knight Rises. My guess is uh, he's Warner's, a Christ figure. My guess is that uh, is that Warner Brothers wouldn't let him do it. Well, I get what you mean, but at the same time, I think that he said to Warner Brothers, "Really, I made you two billion dollars. Fuck you." But, it's their franchise. They can take it away from him. They wouldn't let him kill him. That's all I'm saying. Even if he does die, Phil, he's going to come back in the next incarnation. It doesn't matter. He's like Buddha. The, the Buddha who kills bad guys. Like me. 
You just got a Buddha Valley. Um, and I kill bad guys. No, oh, wait. No, no I, don't. I don't. That was just last night. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, but I, I think All that... All right, Mr. Amos. Okay. No, Where this can is, they find this us? Is, this, this is, is my... the end. Ah! Okay. <laughs> can you FBI at gmail.com? Email us. Tell us how much we're retarded. If you fucking care at all. And I know you do, because I've actually gotten tweets that people said, you guys are idiots. So, you know, it somehow we're getting out there. Like I said, canyoufbi at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page, which is linked to my Facebook page. Uh, Phil, you got anything else? No, that's it, my friend. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take you out Ooh. as the Joker and the Batman who is getting pill getting killed by the Joker. What? Go ahead. <laughs> Can you <laughs> fucking believe it? Like